0: Welcome everybody to the Locked On Lakers podcast brought to you by Bill Barr. Head on over to com. Use promo code On to save uh, $10 off your first order there. Uh, today, uh, Pete and I are going to jump around. We got some new stuff here from, from the NBA and some details on what it's going to be like to, to be there. Pete, I'm just going to read this to you because like, this sounds really effing fun. Okay. So in this is from Shams Karania uh, in NBA's Orlando campus, the hotel amenities, they'll have players in a players only lounge with NBA 2k TVs, uh, gaming pool trails, barbers, uh, manicurists, pedicurists. They'll have a 24 hour VIP concierge daily entertainment will include movie screenings, DJ sets, video games, ping pong pool, lawn games, live podcasts from their favorite podcast. And no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> And, and then players can also attend other games. Like, could you just imagine if we had access to like? <laughs> sounds like a like a island
1: vacation, right? It's like yeah, you know, like really really rich people. They've got like their own private islands where they just have everything that they've ever liked. You don't have your own private island? No, I'm working on it. Oh, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. They everything that they've ever that they've ever loved in one place. It sounds like like that. My yeah, my. <laughs> My inner 14-year-old definitely is uh, signing up for, for all of this.
0: Dude, my inner
1: 33-year-old really yeah, wants to- <laughs> my inner 39-year-old is too. Yeah. <laughs> my, my outer thirty. 30- <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. I just, you know, you started getting into like, oh yeah, you know, there's roller coasters and I don't know, it sounded very carnival-y. Well, I'm kinda. a child. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, no, it sounds fun. Maybe it's not all happening at once. That's probably how I'm picturing this. It sounds very crowded, but.
0: Yeah. I want, I would like uh, for them to, to create a reality TV show out of this. Yeah. Like give me, I, I, I already made the tweet, you know, NBA bachelor's uh, MB Bachelor, right. Give me, give me that you have the, and then, you know, you, it it doesn't even have to be like a live kind of thing either. You could just super cut all the things that happen when like guys go and see other teams play uh, the gambling that's going to go on. You know, all of that. It's just, it just sounds like so much effing fun. Now, again, you're, or I, I guess it, it should really be pointed out that you and I live very different lives from NBA players. So, like this stuff probably might not even uh-huh. sound that incredible to them. They're just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's a Wednesday." <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah. I mean, for, from where I'm sitting, <laughs> that sounds that sounds not so much a sacrifice as much as like that just sounds really effing fun. Yeah. But like also, you know, they're going to be there for three months and, you know, I guess you could only see, you can only play so much, right. play and you can only get so many medicare, uh, manicures and pedicures. But.
1: Right. Like a, yeah, a spa vacation is, you know, probably feels different on day 63 than it does <laughs> on day two. That feels like a Twilight episode, right? Yeah, where like you're kind of stuck in, you know, you think it's heaven, but it's actually hell. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah. feels It feels like something that that you know we would watch, and like there'd be this grand message at the end of like be be thankful for what you actually have. Uh huh. That's right. Uh, Today's show, we are not just going to. Marvel at the amenities that NBA players uh, might have in Orlando. There have been uh, a couple kind of developments here in the story. Uh, The NBA coaches union has weighed in Uh, Avery Bradley. Apparently the Lakers are more concerned about not having Avery Bradley uh, in Orlando than they are about Dwight Howard. Wonder how much Dwight Howard being a free agent and Avery Bradley not being one has to do with that. Um, you have, you know, any number of things. Is there anything that really caught your eye that you really want to start with? Cause I could go anywhere. Let's, let's start with,
1: uh, let's start with Avery and Dwight. They're kind of okay. key players in this, right? And I, I think yeah. it'd be,
0: we should kind of dive into where, where they're at on this. All right. So, uh, I have, I, I should have made my tabs a lot bigger, but you have the Lakers are reportedly concerned uh, or more concerned about not having Avery Bradley than uh, they than they are about not having Dwight Howard. Uh, the headline here is Lakers reportedly believe Dwight Howard will play. It's less clear about Avery Bradley. Um, these reports are coming from uh, Broderick Turner and Tanya Ganguli of the L.A. Times. I'll quote it. Uh, There's a belief around the organization that Howard plans to play while Avery's uh, while Bradley's plans are less clear, according to people with knowledge of the situation. Uh, Look, thinking about the contract contractual aspect of this, while Avery was really pissed that Avery Bradley might not be out there. Um, But uh, uh, the contractual aspect of this is pretty cynical. I don't really want to dive into that, but, but as you're, as you're, Reading this, and 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 you're finding out that potentially the Lakers might not have Avery Bradley. Uh, what's your first thought there? I'd like to hear more from Avery, right? I'd like to hear yeah. more from his uh, side of the story.
1: I think it's important. Um, you know, maybe right now the the talks are more insulated amongst the players about what they're actually talking about, right? Because yeah. like all we really know is that he's not like the end result, right? Well, where is he coming from? That's what I'd like to know. With with bradley is that like kind of his thought process and you know, we get little leaks here and there But i'd like to hear from him kind of the a full, you know, I don't know if you saw dwight's, you know uh, He had that that longer statement, you know, I, I think that's how we can get to a
0: better Resolution with all of this. I thought uh, nate jones on twitter made a really good point point in in the delivery of all of this right from whether it's been Kyrie, whether it's been Howard, whether it's been Avery Bradley. And and it's kind of fascinating that not even amongst that faction of players, the way that they've delivered this information hasn't even been really unified. Right. Mm-hmm. One player, Dwight, will go out there on on CNN, Avery Bradley. We haven't really heard from him at all. Right. Uh, Kyrie Irving. There's been all kinds of leaks about him leaving group chats and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's been interesting and and Nate Jones basically made the point of like, you would never hear about this lack of unity from owners because Adam Mm -hmm. Silver would, would nip that in the bud really, you know, really fast because that's the kind of thing that the opposite side of the negotiating table can really pick apart. And, and, you know, I, I I completely agree. I I while I think I agree with some of what they're talking about, where I understand where they're coming from, mm-hmm. the, the way that they've handled all of this leaves a lot to be desired. Well yeah, like I think it comes down to who Who
1: is doing the leaking? Who's forming the narrative of what's actually going on? My perception is that the players, like players have a great sense of brotherhood, right? Like NBA players, you know, they, on different teams, we as fans, like, oh, that guy's on the Celtics or this and that. It ain't like that amongst each other, right? Mm -hmm. And it's this small, very tight-knit fraternity. That's one thing that I've learned in the last couple of years is just like, wow, these guys are really close. Like you think about it, but when you experience it Mm -hmm. a little more, it's like, that's actually really cool, like
0: how tight knit yeah. they are, and and unless you're from like the '80s, then you whine about it every <laughs> single time. <laughs> well, I think it's cool. I think it, it, yeah. they're they're living this really
1: crazy experience that only a couple of hundred other people on the planet have lived mm-hmm. if you're a star only maybe a couple dozen people or experiencing yeah. it with you. so that would make sense that hey there's somebody else that's that's like me that's going through similar things to what i'm going through in life so it makes sense why they would bond um and i think they're trying to honor that bond in not letting things leak and keeping things tight right mm-hmm. like you know we don't want to get this to get out to the press and all that i think that's a uh, I think that's admirable and honorable. I think it's also a mistake because the people who are forming the narrative, it's going to be Woj, right? It's going to be all of the, it's going to be the NBA's version of the story. Yeah. Right, And they're going to try to get what they want out of it, whether it's fracturing the players,
0: right. You know, and breaking the NBA apart. and its partners, like you pointed right. out Woj and yeah, I alluded to it yesterday in, in yesterday's show, but you had Kendrick Perkins out there. Basically he called Kyrie Irving the distraction, Right. Um, you know, I, I don't have to go down that rabbit hole again, but you're right. Like the, the way that Kyrie and Bradley and Howard and other players who agree with them have set themselves up is, and, and this is, you know, lesson number one, when they, when, when you do any kind of trading in, uh, in public relations is you got to get out there and tell your own story. Otherwise somebody else is going to tell it for you. And to this point, I don't know that anybody any of those three players can really feel comfortable in saying that their version of the story is really out there how much does that matter do you think i don't know i I, it should matter quite a bit given given the uh given given what it's about Uh, let's take a quick second here because that's an interesting topic how much all of the delivery of this might matter Today's show is brought to you in part by Built Bar. I've talked a ton about how great the product is and and how great a company Built Bar is, but uh, nothing puts that any better than if you go to BuiltBar.com. You see they have the Lesson Learn Love uh, event going on right now. You go ahead and click on the link there. You follow that link, and it tells you uh, what they're doing here, and They are selling off the the uh, inventory of the last flavors. It's uh, you know the the upwards of eight million dollar or eight million bars that they are trying to sell. 100% 100% of those profits are going to go uh, to organizations that support education, uh, poverty, equality, and, and ending hate and racism. Um, they have a few programs here that <clears throat> they are, are getting behind. And this is just yet another reason why I love uh, the fact that we partnered with this with this company. Uh, the, the bars taste great, but they also are a company. Built Bar is also a company. That uh, that really cares about making the world a better place. So uh, again, that's billbar.com. Use promo code locked on to save ten dollars off your first order, or if you've already bought that first order, you can follow a couple different orders to find discounts here of the of the closing out of the flavors that uh, they are they are finishing up with. Again, that's billbar.com, and the promo code is locked on. Uh, but also check out the various other programs that they're that they're throwing their weight behind as well. I'm I'm interested. I think, you know, I'm I'm biased because of my experiences. I always think delivery of information really matters. And the ability to handle the narrative is something that is always really important. I don't think it's any coincidence whatsoever that you have billionaires buying up newspapers because it enables them to use the platform of journalism to get their news out there. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think in, in this case, Especially given how emotional a subject this is. Not just the movement, not just Black Lives Matter, but but for players foregoing their income, that is really going to you know, that's that's immediately going to ruffle some feathers. And it's not just NBA players' income, right? I don't think it's any coincidence whatsoever that somebody like Kendrick Perkins, who is in media didn't make a ton of money, you know, compared to other NBA players uh, during his time in the NBA, uh, probably looks at all of this and says, guys, we are all relying on on this money. <laughs> We're all relying on sports coming back. Um, that's, it's why, frankly, I've been kind of disappointed with how ESPN has covered this, because anytime you and I talk about this and we give our preference for whether or not the NBA comes back, we start with the disclaimer and 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 why we are biased on this, right we make our income off of this stuff, of course, we want basketball back mm-hmm. right but i I have yet to really hear anybody from e s p n not not just talk about that but also get into the 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 uh conflict of interest between uh the n b a and disney right and their their employer over there at e s p n uh that should probably come up a little bit more often than it has <laughs> i mean
1: bro you you hit it on the head they're incentivized financially heavily right these are also like the way that modern media works like we're very much in a time of change and yeah. just just as we are in the rest of the world i think things happen you know in multiple areas when when big changes in world history happen it impacts Pretty much every layer and level of society, yeah. and I think that's this is an example of that: is that you know the the giants of sports media, you know, like ESPN's grip, for example, uh, is you know it's it's harder to maintain that yeah. in an in an era where uh, technology and, and where you can get your sports and get your information on sports, it's it's hard to keep a, contr- a control of that because in a lot of ways anyone can do it. Yeah, And, uh, and so they're incentivized to be like, Hey, this is the one place where we've got, it's, we've got live TV rights. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, man, like it, like you said, everything you said there is true. And I understand whether that way you can argue whether or not it's, you know, it, whether it's right, but I would be very surprised if they took any different approach. Right.
0: Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's what you, you come to expect out of that. It's just like, you can. I don't think anything is stopping them from pointing that out as they're giving those talking points. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can, I I don't, this is, this has always been my, one of my major issues generally with sports journalism, right? Is this idea that you have beat reporters who are this bastion of, no biases anywhere, and 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 the way that they interact with players never impacts the way that they cover those players. We saw DeAngelo Russell; like he was very difficult, I've heard, to to uh, be interviewed and and to interact with. And the way that he was covered really kind of pointed to that. You know, it didn't exactly shock me that that the pe- the same people who were having trouble uh, nailing him down for interviews would then go out and had no problem whatsoever running with Byron Scott's thoughts on on. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. And, and so like with this, this is something where the, the, the amount that you stand to gain by basketball resuming, it, it impacts you so directly and so heavily financially that you have to, it doesn't matter what your thoughts are, right? Like, Stephen A. Smith uh, comparing them to uh, looters and rioters. Right, that's it's. If that's how he, honest to God, feels, then fine. But you got to start. You got to start coming that strong with. Hey, this is probably this is why I'm coming that strong. Mm -hmm. ESPN pays me a ton of money, and that might that money might go away if they if they don't get to generate or they don't benefit from the revenue that the NBA generates right? That's something that should probably be mentioned. Uh, but I, we got kind of sidetracked here. Do you think the, the the delivery of this information matters to those involved here, or do you think they're more focused on the subject matter? Uh, no, it's, it's, I mean, I think the players are definitely
1: focused on the subject matter and I think that that's the right thing to do. I think that it's going to depend how, um, for one, how unified they are in their message. And that's why it's important to hear from Dwight and Avery and Kyrie is the the players have to be unified in order to, uh, in order to stay together when Mm -hmm. pressure is put on them to, to break. Right. And I'm making this sound like this is some labor strife and it's not right. Like they're, but they're trying to come together. Everyone's trying to figure out these, uh, very, <laughs> just these unprecedented times, right? And how to yeah. move forward in them. There are going to be people that are going to uh, advocate for the economic in- implications of it. And those do matter, right? We can, yeah. like, th- that pressure is going to be there and it impacts a lot of people's lives. And it's, it's okay to say, like, that. that's important too, you know?
0: Yeah, it's um, a huge point.
1: <laughs> but, but at what, where that line is and where that line bumps up against the importance of human rights and of civil rights, you know, that determining that is in in a circumstance where no one's ever had to deal with this before. That's the push and pull that we're going through right now. So I just view all of this as part of a process of figuring out what the heck is normal now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, it's been funny, uh, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter point out, like, it's some extraordinary point that, like, the NBA really cares about its bottom line. Fuck yeah, <laughs> they care about their bottom line. <laughs> like, this is all a business. Like, all of this stuff. Hey, this show, this very show is a business. You know, the, the everything around you has to, every single entity around you has at some point had to make a business decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the NBA, even while they like to call themselves the woke league and the progressive league and all that stuff at the end of the day, they're still a business man. And, mm-hmm. and, and if anything, they're even there, it's, it's such a large business that not even are they worried about their bottom line, but all of the people who, who, who feed off of their There's own, a whole industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like you, like we could talk about, we could talk about media, right. And, and, and we've talked about that before, but you know the, the the bar scene. Having sports back is going to help a lot of small businesses that have gone under because of coronavirus. Right? People are going to have a reason to go and watch something at a bar um, if if they're so comfortable. You could you could go on down the line to, you know, <laughs> even even the general workplace that everybody goes to. The fact that they'll have something, you know, people will have something to come home to, and and turn their brain off and not think about their shitty ass job for a couple hours at the end of the day it's going to make them happier at their own workplace right like there are there are ramifications that extend far beyond this so like yeah the nba is worried about their bottom line duh <laughs> but mm-hmm. also you know there are a whole bunch of people who stand to benefit from this and and the own and and the, and the players are are one of those groups like we mm-hmm. can't we can't keep acting as if like the 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 players there's a really great line do you watch mad men uh yeah i did it was
1: years ago when it was out so my recall might not be great but but uh, but there was there
0: was like a line where uh i forgot the character's name but she was the it's the it's the main female character she goes in there and she asks don draper you know like like Mm -hmm. why don't you show more appreciation for my work when i do this and 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 you, you you seem ungrateful and this and that and the other he's like that's what the money is for i pay you so that i don't have to say thank you every time you do your job that's what the money is for and and like yes to a certain extent nba players are going to be going through something that they have never gone through that no worker has ever gone through but we can't act like they aren't going to be incredibly well paid to do that. And and we talked about their amenities earlier and we, and, and the NBA has even caved on the bubble thing. They've said that like, yeah, you can go out and when you come back, we're going to have to figure out a, a smart way to, to reintroduce you to the quote unquote bubble. It's like, mm. yes, you're right. That there are sacrifices being made, but there are sacrifices on the other end of it from, from the owners who are going to be paying players non, you know, they're, they're full, salaries over this time at a time where there is serious question as to whether or not the NBA can actually turn a profit on this. I don't know, man. All of that is valid.
1: And -hmm. all of that's true. That pressure is there. Uh, But it comes down to just a basic question of what price do you put on human rights and civil rights? And it it seems like if anything is going to happen on this particular issue, if not now, when is it going to happen? And I, I certainly understand People, you know, coming from from th- think of so many black people in the in the country, come from generations that are impacted by this, right? Yeah. What price do you pay? What price do you put on being able to rectify that? How far would you go to fix that? Like, I understand the point about the about the uh, you know financial pressures and the benefits that you get from that. Um, I just think that 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 scenario that uh reality that a lot of players face is very powerful and i, yeah. I just it's it's not my like it's my place to be in a, a the back seat of the car on this you yeah. know what i mean because uh, i think it's a very powerful and profound and i don't i don't know i don't know the answer to that and it's not for me to know or find the answer to it's for them to
0: yeah I, but even on, I, I agree completely with you, I'm not disagreeing here. I'm just adding to it, though, that like mm-hmm. those like the ramifications of the progress that we're making right now, those positive ramifications moving forward, those societal ones are hugely beneficial. Right. But if the NBA, if the if if the NBA doesn't resume, there are going to be negative ram- ramifications for generation of NBA players to come as well. And. And, and, and that, you know, that's these players who are making the, the decision potentially not to come back or, or pushing the NBA in the direction of potentially not coming back, but, but, and, and they're going to feel those ramifications, but, but also for, for the league to, you know, in the years to follow, how, how does it resume, you know, how, how does it rebound from a season in which it lost billions of dollars, b billions with a B and, and billions, plural, you know i don't i don't i don't i don't know how they weigh all this stuff is is exactly why we're having all this conversation now for like two straight weeks <laughs> that's the thing man the, bo- what both of us are
1: saying is true yeah that's why that's why there needs to be a lot of talk about it that's why this period of time is important that it that it can't in good faith just be all right we're going to be back on july 31st and everything's <laughs> yeah. all great it just can't be because both what you're saying is true and what i'm saying is true and when those when two firm realities like that face each other uh there's got to be a lot of cooperation in order to get it to work
0: yeah yeah i think i think i think there was we were all kind of lulled into a false sense of security given how smoothly some of these things were going head heading into this point right um you know do I think the NBA was always heading towards a situation like baseball is in currently? No, because Adam Silver is actually good at his job and the NBA's owners who don't even call themselves owners anymore. Right. They just kind of slipped <laughs> uh, one day uh, in a, a in envelope to under each other's doors. Like, Hey, we're going to be governors from now on. Right. So like the, in, even in, in that respect, the NBA was always going to be in a better spot than baseball. But I do think given how smoothly things were going or at least appeared um, on the outside looking in, it was like it's it's that it's that famous cliche of a duck who, you know, everything, the water on top is 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 nice and calm or whatever. And the duck is making its progress. But if you look underneath the water, there goes its feet churning away like crazy. And I I think Mm -hmm. I think we probably took mm, too mm. We, we we thought too much about how calm everything looked above the water, but but probably didn't think hard enough about what was going on underneath the surface i love I love that analogy. And I also think that we're
1: going to get there. I do think that yeah. compromise is going to be found. It might not be perfect. There may be uh, versions
0: that could have been better, but I, they are working toward it right now. Those feet are churning under the water. Yeah. Let's take another quick second here. When we come back, uh, another form of compromise is going to come here in the form of the NBA Coaches Association uh, speaking up for some coaches who feel like they might uh, be discriminated against in in a certain way uh, for, for their age. And I find this whole thing really interesting. Today's show is also brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Head on over to rockauto.com and then write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? And and look, we are going to be doing hopefully a lot more driving here in the coming months, uh, as as we kind of resume whatever normalcy we are able to get back to. And there would be nothing worse than finally being able to, to go out there and get out there in public again, safely, obviously. And then find out your car isn't all ready to do that, right? That would just be about as bad a downer in that relative situation as you could find. And Rock Auto is here to help you avoid that situation. Uh, Start up your car. Make sure everything is running okay. And then, uh, you know... Head on over to rockauto.com to find any part that you might need to uh, get it back up and running the way that the car that you've loved for however many years you've had it uh, is is ready to run like that. Uh, They have everything. They have everything from engine parts to, to carpet to... Windows, you name it, Rock Auto is going to have you covered there. So head on over to RockAuto.com. Use promo code LockedOn in their How did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you there and 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 help out this company that has been helping families now for twenty years running. So again, that's RockAuto.com. Uh, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, so I'm just going to start by reading from the statement uh, it, from the NBCA to ESPN. Uh, this is from Zach Lowe and, and Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, Quote, the health and safety of all NBA coaches is our main concern. However, we're also concerned with the coach's opportunity to seek work and to not have their ability to secure future jobs be severely jeopardized. The league assured us that a coach will not be excluded solely because of age. And this is in response to some questioning as to whether or not guys like Mike D'Antoni, who is 69 years old, nice Alvin Gentry, who is 65 and Greg Popovich uh, is is 71. For one thing, I don't think any of those guys are are, are really concerned about future employment. I think I'll, so long as those guys want to coach, they're going to have jobs. But anywho. Yeah, they're, they're, they'll be in the NBA at least, right? Even if yeah. they don't want to coach their
1: consultant roles and you know, their roles for... So Bill Burtka, right? Lakers legend is in his 90s. He's still doing good work. He's the guy who found coups, right? So there's always a role in an NBA organization for guys like that. So that's a fair point.
0: Yep. All right. So uh, I can the, the statement continues. <clears throat> we feel the medical review process is designed to flag only those individuals who pose significant threats of substantial harm to themselves that cannot be reduced or eliminated by the NBA's considerable steps to create a healthy and safe atmosphere in Orlando. Adam Silver and the NBA have created a situation in Orlando that is likely far safer than in our coaches home markets, especially if you live in Florida absent. That's not their statement. Um, Absent a significant threat. We believe a coach should be able to understand and assume their individual risks, waive liability and coach in Orlando. Uh, that last part there is is I think the thing you and I have butted heads about more than at any point of our mm-hmm. of our, <laughs> our time creating content or talking basketball together mm-hmm. um, i'll let you I'll let you start because I think that that aligns with your sensibilities uh- Yes, yes, it does. No, I, I'd like I,
1: I I would like you to start on this one, Anthony. I think mm-hmm. I will get, I will counter off of you on this.
0: Uh, all right, bringing May, <laughs> <freaking> Mayweather <laughs> over here. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so if they are willing to waive liability, mm-hmm. right? If they are willing to waive liability, there really isn't anything that the NBA can really do right they are still however an employer and i don't think an employer would want such public faces as greg popovich mike d'antoni and you know obviously to a lesser extent uh, alvin gentry to potentially die on 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 company time right i don't think that's something the nba would would want to have to to to, to watch from a human standpoint and from mm-hmm. a from a business standpoint, that is, not mm-hmm, something, so, that is not something that any business would want to, you know, put their employees who are not at like normal risk for, you know, risking their lives to do their day-to-day job, right? Um, they don't want the NBA or any other employer who doesn't have an employee at risk to lose their life or ha- suffer permanent uh damage to their health right um this is not something nba players ever have to really worry about and yet here we are and i can understand where the nba is coming from and saying guys we're trying to protect you right help us help you guys uh-huh
1: and it's it's the safety this is the scale that we're on right now and this is why we fight about this is on one end is safety and on the other end is freedom right freedom. is the and uh, both. This is another thing, right? This, I guess is the theme of the show. Is a lot of times there are dichotomous things in life, right? Yeah. Things that have two ends of a spectrum, and both have validity, right? And so, being safe—that's one of our very core needs as people. Um, so, and then being free is also a, a need, right? Mm-hmm. The ability to have agency over how you live. Um, mm-hmm. Both things. Both things have validity. I skew more toward freedom. Um, mm-hmm especially when it's the people are assuming the risk themselves. The problem with the, and both sides can get both both sides of that spectrum between safety and freedom can get overwhelming and can turn bad when they become overbearing. Right. And it, when it's freedom, it becomes overbearing when your freedom negatively impacts other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and on the other side of the scale is so just to give an example for uh, you know if if you're if you're covid positive mm-hmm. and you're going around you know because you want to go out and you know you're COVID positive and you're going out to the bars and clubs because you just don't care if you give it to somebody else, right? Like that's how it harms mm-hmm. a society where, where it gets wrong. On the safety side of the of the thing, it, it can become overbearing when it's imposed the other way, when individual liberties are, are restricted and you are not letting adults be adults. And in, I tend to skew very much more toward the freedom end of the spectrum of like, man, let, let Greg Popovich and Mike antony like they're grownups. This is what they do. This is their, their love, their passion in life. Like the, they're the ones assuming way more of the risk than the NBA is, right? So like, it's hard for me to get behind the NBA's argument of like, well, we wouldn't want you to die. And it's like, yo, I would not like to die more than you would not like me to die. Like, I've got more at stake here than you do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So let me, if I decide to, to be choose my my freedom to uh, participate in what I want to participate in. I'm the one assuming the greater risk. Therefore, I should be the one that is allowed to make the choice.
0: And that's all fine, you know, but I guess I just really value life. Like, I, I guess I just, like, that's where, <laughs> that's how I skew. I re- I'm really concerned about like a potentially okay. really wasteful loss of life. If one of these guys die because they refuse to wear a mask while they coach or, uh, you know, maybe sit a row back or something like that while they coach, uh, I'm sorry, man, that would, that would really feel like a hugely wasteful loss of life. That's, that's, that's where I'm kind of coming from. And, and like, does that mean I'm going to sound kind of fascist when I? <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh, but, but apparently, that, yeah. But is that your choice to make, or is it Greg Popovich's and Mike
0: D'Antoni's? I think, I think, I think an employer has a responsibility to keep their employees as safe as possible. Yeah, I, you know within within reason. Like we've already talked about they have caved on the <laughs> bubble idea, right? Like the the but they they no people are going to be allowed to come in and out of this thing, right? Like that is and and when they come in from being out there and mingling with other uh non-NBA personnel, uh they are going to go through testing and stuff like that. And should they come back COVID positive, they have to sit out for two weeks, right? Um in this case here This is, this is, these guys are of the specific age that COVID has gone after, right? If you look at the numbers across the country of people who have died of this thing, it's pretty daunting, really, how many people in their age group have died because of this thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my, my father-in-law, uh, he, he lives up in Santa Cruz. And Avery's first birthday is coming on August 5th. And for a while there, they were all ready to go to come down and see her for her first birthday. Uh, But he is 70 plus. He has some asthma. And he thought to himself, you know what? Like, she's going to have more birthdays. And I completely agree. Like, if anything, I would have probably tried to convince him not to come, right? And it's not just because he's my father-in-law, but because, like... Uh, losing somebody for a first birthday that Avery won't even remember feels like an immense waste of, of a life, uh, mm-hmm. you know, an, an immensely wasteful death and mm-hmm. like where I fall on this is that I just don't think we should put guys or, or people at risk if it can be avoided. And, and I think the, the negotiation that we're going to see here, cause it's going to be another negotiation here between now the NBA and and the, uh, NBCA, uh, that negotiation is going to be really interesting to watch because more than the players, like I could kind of understand if, if, if NBA players were like, guys, if you look at the numbers of the people who have died of COVID over the course of this entire thing, we are in better shape than the average person who, who has this and, uh, are in an age group that has not been at risk. From coronavirus from the very start here, right? That's one of them that's been one of the trends here. We don't know enough about it to say it definitively, but as much as we know right now, that's what we can say about COVID in regards to, to people that are in the players' age group. But we can't say that about the coaches, man. <laughs> we can't. And and if one of those players comes back from being outside of the bubble, brings this thing back, and now works with uh, if it's a San Antonio Spur, right, they work with Greg Popovich and and Greg Popovich catches this thing and we lose, not just like one of the faces of the NBA right now, but one of the greatest ambassadors of basketball in the history of the sport to this, it would just feel so effing stupid. <laughs> I, I don't know. It,
1: it, it would, but it would feel, it would be worse for Greg Popovich. And the, that's, I mean, I, I ultimately think all of that is like, if you want me to acknowledge that there's huge risks to this, like, yeah, of course there is like, that is how we're operating as a society too, in response to COVID. Right. Like
0: I just went out to eat last night. (laughs) Like I I gotta, I gotta acknowledge my, my own uh, hypocrisy here, but yeah, I mean, like we made a decision. We are adults. We went out and eat. So, so what if, if, so if,
1: What you were proposing was in context with the rest of society. I'd be more inclined to agree with you, but I don't agree with there being one set of standards for regular U.S. citizens Mm -hmm. and there being another set of standards for
0: basketball players. Right. But there I, is kind of a different set of standards for people of the age of these coaches compared to other general age group. Are there rules? Like it's like what are those standards? I mean the are, common are sense older older rules, people... right? Like if but like, <laughs> so there's not rules. like Every rules. old person has had a conversation with their kids who told them, Hey guys, maybe at least wear a mask. Like at least protect yourself in that small way. Um I I think what, what the NBA is doing here. It, it, until they until they set an actual rule, which they haven't, right? They haven't set mm-hmm. any kind of protocol. But the NBA to this point has basically been every millennial kid who has a boomer parent who has uh, refused to not you're going to be not abide the the the, the safety protocols. Oh, that you're training- has asked for. You're
1: turning into such a geezer, Anthony. You're going to be such a geezer. Oh, I can see it coming now. Dude, my feet have hurt for three days from, like, going hiking. (laughs) This just hit me. Oh, (laughs) don't be salty. Don't be salty at the... Sorry. This is a whole nother... This just hit me. (laughs) Dude, it, it can't have just hit you. Well, we've known each other for like years. No, no, no. I guess I get just like the extent of it. Just the like, (laughs) oh, he's talking like an old guy now. Yeah. 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 Well you see. I've been around my have been around my dad a lot. More. Okay. Uh, he's been, he's been living with me the last uh, few weeks and yeah. So it's interesting being around a parent that you haven't been around in a long time because you get to go through their thought process and then you see like, Oh, that's why I'm like that. Right. <laughs> and, uh and yeah, just, but being around like how he thinks and how he sees the world. uh Yeah. I think I'm a little more attuned to
0: that. Age groups. Thought, does he, does he have a do- "Don't Tread on Me" shirt? Like, it, it, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, is that what you think I am? You think I'm like Mister Libertarian? I uh, do, Mr. Interesting. interesting. Like, if you're allowed Aww. to call me an old geezer, I'm allowed Aww. to call you like. Okay.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to have some counseling, some therapy. Uh, we've got some issues to work through.
0: I mean, like. You're right, dude. We in this country, we supremely value freedom. But it's also part of why we have dealt with this thing as poorly as we have compared to other countries around the world. Right. But why should this only apply to basketball players? Like we have I if
1: you've we've, we've handled. I don't this. know.
0: We we just happen to talk about basketball. Like you and I just happen to talk about basketball. But like in general, I think the way that we as a society have handled COVID is a fucking laughing Like we it, should it we broke, are one it, of the laughing socks of the country because we just refuse to say hey maybe just maybe it isn't in the constitution that we can't we have to wear a mask or we shouldn't be forced to wear a mask like come on guys let's actually care about our our common human being anthony i
1: i agree with you i agree with you that is not the game that is being played right now that is not the life that is not the version of this story that we're living man like it would be it would be great if we handled COVID a lot better than we did in and we're going feeling and we are going to continue to feel the impacts of not handling that well on, again, every level of society. I agree with you, bro. It's just not fair to say only basketball players have to be subject to this when nobody else is. If other people were, were subject to, there's, these uh, stricter regulations that, that were enforced and, and able to be enforced for the sake of the common greater good, like, hey, there's a much stronger argument to say, yeah, basketball players should be. But that that's really the crux of my argument is they should be allowed the same liberties that, that other people are allowed.
0: But I feel know? like other employees around the around the world, like there are employers out there who, you know, the, the restaurant I I ate at last night they tell all their employees, you have to wear a mask. You cannot Anthony, come in. But that's negotiated. That's because those employees can well, that's, be replaced. Well, that's the same thing
1: that's going to go on here. But, that's, but there's a way bigger, there's a power differential that doesn't exist to the same degree in the NBA, right? When those employees at the restaurant say, hey, you know, I don't want to do this or that, right? That's more restrictive than what the rest of us society faces. They'd be like, all right, well, you're gone. We can replace you pretty easily. Mm-hmm we can find somebody else to fill this position when it's, you know, Kyrie Irving or when it's Dwight Howard, when it's Avery Bradley, when they say it, they've got more juice, man. They're harder to replace. Mm. And, and so they can negotiate that toward their benefit. Like a, a company, a business telling an employee what to do, just because it normal doesn't make it right. You know, it just means there's a power differential where the employee can't be like, well, Oh that's fine I can just go get another job like people are scared right now there's the unemployment rate super high mm-hmm. and you don't have something guaranteed if you lose a job so there're going to be all sorts of companies that whatever restrictions whatever way they want to handle this uh, whether it's on being safe when it's or whether it's in terms of pushing on making money and putting people in risky positions like that's what's going to happen way more than they're being oh we want to look out for you there's going to be way more like oh we want to make money
0: so we're going to put you in High exposure situations because it's more likely to make us money, right? And that means they can negotiate better. And they and 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 we've already seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Like if if what I was talking about, where the you saw the power differential that we see in every other industry across the uh, across our country, right, or across the world, even if if that power differential existed in the NBA, there would be a strict bubble protocol. That everybody would have to abide, right? Because like one thing you and I can agree on is that that's like the, that's the smartest way to do this, mm-hmm. right? And we agreed that that's the smartest way to do this if you're going to return. Yes. And we have, we have seen the negotiation take place between the union and uh, the owners and the NBA as a league to where, okay, it's going to be more of a campus environment. Um, that that we're going to be abiding, right? And we've seen that negotiation take place and we're eventually going to see that take place here between the NBCA and the NBA, right? Where where the NBCA is gonna, you know, they'll have whatever amount of leverage they have with, with Greg Popovich especially, uh, where they can say, all right, um, this is what we're not okay with and we are, you know, we are not going to show up to this thing and work under those conditions just because you think it's what's safest for us. But mm-hmm. I would, I would just caution both the players union and the coaches association against negotiating against your own safety. Like that's just so wild <laughs> to me that you would, that you would negotiate. Anthony, no guys, I want less safety. What, Anthony, what I want, when I show up to this thing, I want to be as, as, as at risk as possible. Anthony safety isn't as important to everybody else as it is to you yeah right
1: like it's just like that's high on on your priority list and I mean it, it there's a great argument for it right but other <laughs> other things matter too like people's people's ability to make decisions for themselves especially within the context of a you know greater you know, within a society that, that matters to people too. And just like we said in the first segment where those things bump up, that's the, that is exactly what we're talking about. Like the, every conversation we've had in the show today are really these, you know, dichotomous, conversations where like both sides have a valid point to it yeah uh it's it's and that's exactly what's going to keep figuring itself out and so it's funny the way you and i have, <laughs> have argued this unintentionally is really reflective of probably the kind of conversations exactly. that are going on with <laughs> yeah. the nba right <laughs> you know and players players going like hey i need to make money off of this
0: like i don't live it i'm not a superstar i didn't get a max contract mm-hmm. i haven't got one of them in and like so that i David can't said it's right? easy for Dwight Howard to tell mm-hmm. other people to not work from his $20 million uh, mansion in Atlanta. Right. And let and and like obviously, you know,
1: even in Ed Davis, like the NBA minimum is still in millions of dollars, but you yes. also have a finite window, right? Mm-hmm. To make to make that money. This isn't a I'm gonna work this job for for 40 years at this salary type thing. We talk about this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So a guy like Ed Davis is trying to get trying to get his money, man, while he can. Mm-hmm. And who can blame him? And that's a very valid uh, pre- that's a very valid perspective to have, and so we're hearing little leaks of this here and there. Where I think the players are probably trying to keep it between themselves, which I totally get. Um, but we're yeah, we're hearing this here and there, uh, and it, it's just reflective of a lot of the same pressures that we're discussing here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna. This is this is like I've been saying, like we've been saying all along. This situation is going to evolve right up until the time that that teams show up in Orlando, and maybe even after who knows it might be that after playing under these conditions for a week or a month the nba uh the, the players association the coaches association say hey guys we might have new information out on on covid can we rethink some of the safety protocols that i don't i don't want to have to sit here with this swab up my nose for a, a couple of minutes every other week right so we're gonna this thing is going to evolve and 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 as it does we're going to try to contextualize it in in a very first takeish way in which we have the uh libertarian and, and the fascist show oh, up and, <laughs> are you going to try to make this a thing oh god i mean <laughs> i don't think i even have to <laughs> i don't think i have to try it's <laughs> true uh, but for now, have a great rest of your day. Stay safe out there, so long as it apparently doesn't rush up, brush up against your constitutional rights. Uh, and- <laughs> Anthony'd be like, Constitution, schmonstitution. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you really want to go down that path. We can't. But we would lose all of our <laughs> audience. I think we probably lost <laughs> a lot of them already. Sorry, everyone.
1: It's got um, away from us. Yes.
0: <laughs> we, will, we, will, uh, we will talk to you again tomorrow as we learn more about this. So, again, stay safe out there. Head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code On to save $10 off your first order. And we will talk to you then.